Stand Firm Ministries, Biblical Truth, taught by Dr. Shane Perez. What we're looking at is evil is this. Now, the next thing I was going to show you was to read you some more verses. Ezekiel 16, verse 20. You even took the sons and daughters you bore to me and sacrificed them as food to idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and delivered them up through the fire to idols. Now we had some good news come out about abortion this week. I believe it's a miracle and our God is awesome. Even I believe some of the darkest times of our country um, we're facing now, this was a bright light. It is amazing that what God can do um, when his people are faithful and they pray and so forth like that. But abortion is still alive and well in the world and in our country. This is, uh, the fight has just begun. I think uh, Miss Nancy, she was handing out some papers this morning. Or there may be some in the back there. I encourage you to read them. You continue to pray and ask God, first of all, for forgiveness but guidance in what you should do and what we should do in protecting life and starting this, stopping this evil practice. I found this. I thought it was important to put it up here. This is from the World Health Organization. I think we've gotten to the point in our society where it's actually a, a fallacy where you just appeal to the experts. We think that the World Health Organization, they're the experts on health, so whatever they say is true. Remember the pandemic? Anything they said, our whole country just walked in line. They know everything. They know truth, so we're going to do what they say. Well, this is sort of their attitude on abortion. Abortion is a common health intervention. Did you know that? Common health intervention. It is safe when carried out using a method recommended by the WHO, appropriate to the pregnancy duration, and by someone with the necessary skills. And they've said on their website about 73 million induced abortions take place worldwide each year. I didn't pull up an article or have the stats on it, but I know that we give money to other countries to help people get abortions in other countries. Abortion is evil and it still exists today. Evil is this now in 1 Corinthians 6 9, or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God, do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. Now I thought about giving every verse in there that talks about sexual immorality, but I feel like I'm talking to people that believe the Bible and the Christians. You know what the Bible says about sexual immorality. And I think what Christians started to do, they started to compromise. The Bible is very clear what it says about divorce and cheating on spouses and things like that. But we decided as churches to stop talking about those things because some of our members have done those things. Maybe even some of the pastors and leadership have done those things. So we stopped talking about it because we don't want to offend anybody. So we stopped talking about sexual and moral things. First of all, we stopped talking about divorce, and then we stopped talking about people living together and, and before they get married and so forth like that. And now that you see, we even stopped talking about homosexuality. Well, the, it is being highly promoted in our world today, and it's very interesting because they're very purposely aiming for our kids. Why is that? It goes back to the philosophy 
What philosophy do you believe? Once you start believing evil philosophies, then the actions will come. They really don't care about you and me, especially if you're above a certain age. They want to get the children so the next generation is being promoted in the movies and schools and TV shows and music and not just homosexuality, but just sexual immorality. I know when uh, I had kids and I remember shows that I used to watch when I was a kid, it's like, oh man, Nowadays, every, a lot of young people, they want to go retro. They want to watch, listen to the old music and watch the old show. So it's like, oh, yeah, I remember a show I used to watch, so I'll go find it, and I'm going to show this to my kids. And then I start watching it, and then I realize, oh, wow, it was pretty bad back then. It might have not have been a lot of this stuff, but it was still a lot of immorality back then, and I didn't even realize it. And they've been doing this for for decades now of just being very subtle about it to make things, make it normal. Well, I dare say it's obviously evil. I don't remember if I talked about this or not, but uh, there's a gay pride event. That's all I read it for you. A gay pride event for children in Idaho will feature drag queens and Satanists who are promising to perform unbaptisms and tell the children Satan, lo Satan loves you for you. The local chapter of the Antifa has also promised to show up and protect the community from anyone who has a problem with their children being around Satanists and drag queens. Now, actually, they got so much pushback for this because it's went national that the Satanists did not actually show up, but they were planning on it. It's obviously evil, but we've got to be careful because it's also invading our churches. I could have picked a variety of different churches. I just picked this one for the picture, uh, honestly. But this is Douglas United Church of Christ. I remember I was in Washington, D.C. three or four years ago. And I remember walking around the streets and seeing some of the churches there. And they had um, some uh, gay pride stuff on the outside of their church with signs or banners or so forth like that. So this is what is happening. And then I dare say, you better watch out for the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, if you ask anybody in leadership in the Southern Baptist Convention, they'll most of the time say the right thing. But then when you start seeing some of their actions and hear some of their thoughts or, or things they'll say in books or so forth, you see that their philosophy is not necessarily biblical on these issues. So it always starts with a philosophy. I would dare say... Unfortunately, it may be just a matter of time before they'll start compromising on this issue. Right now, they're to the point they just won't say anything about it. We'll just be quiet about it. And then the next thing, they'll promote it, just like we see many churches um, that are doing it. But you not only see it in the churches, evil exists now, even in our own community regarding this issue. Who you have in leadership matters. Who they appoint to certain positions matter. And these people's philosophies matter. So I want to make sure you're aware of what's going on. Evil is existing. Evil is all around us. But just to give you some good news. Evil will exist in the future as well. We just cannot get away from evil. And first thing I want to show you on this is that Remember, I'm trying to give you this theme here that evil actions start with evil philosophies. So I want you to hear this particular philosophy. 
just as God in the Bible designs and creates animals and plants and humans according to his wishes. Now we are learning how to design and create life. Yuval Harari thinks big for a living. Not so long ago, he was an obscure history professor, but his 2014 book, Sapiens, changed all that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome once again, Yuval Noah Harari. Name dropped by the likes of Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and Barack Obama. The other book that I really enjoyed, a book by an Israeli author, Yuval Harari. His follow-up book, Homo Deus tackled the future, elevating Harari to a sort of digital visionary. <laughs> now he's back with his take on the present day. His new book, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, explores the influence of algorithms on our everyday lives, how artificial intelligence will affect and maybe even replace us. don't have any answer in the Bible what to do when humans are no longer useful to the economy. You need completely new ideologies, completely new religions, and they are likely to emerge from Silicon Valley or from Bangalore and not from uh, uh, the Middle East. And they are likely to, pro to give people visions based on technology. Everything that the old religions promised, uh, happiness and justice and even eternal life, but here on earth, with the help of technology, and not after death, with the help of some supernatural being. What are humans for? As far as we know, for nothing. I mean, there is, <laughs> there is no great cosmic drama, some great cosmic plan that we have a role to play in it. Uh, and we just need to discover what our role is and then play it to the best of our ability. Uh, this has been the story of all religions and ideologies and so forth, but as a scientist, the best I can say, this is not true. There is no universal drama with a role in it for Homo sapiens. If you repeat a lie often enough, people will think it's the truth, and the bigger the lie, the better. Mm. Because uh, people won't even think that, oh, it's not something so big can be, can be a lie. And um, I think that fake news have been with us for thousands of years. Um, just think of the Bible. But there's... <laughs> but now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. All this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. In recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. You shouldn't believe them. And you had all these conspiracy theories that climate change is just a hoax, it's not real, and that the earth is actually flat, and that vaccinations are bad for you, and this spread. But I don't think it's too late. Especially in an emergency, people can change their views very fast, and they can discover hidden reservoirs 
of trust. You look in this crisis, who do people trust? They trust scientists above everything else in, in all countries. In Israel, they close down the synagogues. In Iran, they close the mosques. Churches all over the world are telling people don't come to church. The Pope is doing all these ceremonies on, on, on Zoom or YouTube. And why do they do all this? Because the scientists recommended it. Even the religious leaders have trust in the scientists. The easiest people to manipulate Dude, are people the people like who believe in free will. <laughs> because you manipulate them and they don't even suspect because, hey, I chose it because this, this is my free will. We need some kind of global loyalty and global identity. Earth will be populated or even dominated by entities that are not organic, that they don't breathe, they don't have emotions. Like the, the potential of AI is much, much bigger than any historical revolution. It's really a biological revolution. And now if you give the tools to start changing or overcoming biology, just, you know, think about sex life. Almost every religion and every ideology wanted to really change uh, human sexuality or limit it, but they couldn't. You had vows of chastity in the church, and how many people actually lived up to their vows of chastity? Now think if you can really start messing with human biology, what will be the result of these sexual fantasies of different religions and ideologies? Then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? I show you that because, now this was all from one individual, but I show you that because that is the philosophy that's not just from this one individual, that is philosophy that is permeating our society today, even if you're not aware of it through every part of our education system, from kindergarten to 12th grade, to the universities, the universities are hardcore into this stuff, but this is the philosophies that they're teaching and they're evil philosophies. How do you think it's gonna end? We saw what happened with Hitler, the philosophies were there way before Hitler come along, he just decided, hey, I'm gonna agree with these philosophies, now I'm gonna start doing them. I think we've always heard in our life about uh, the talk of a new world order. Well, that's just silly. That's not the name of it. The name of it is the World Economic Forum. Are you familiar with the World Economic Forum? If not, you need to become familiar with them. Uh, they are committed to improving the state of the world. And what they do is they all, um, the elites of the world, the top uh, I thought I read one time where you had to have at least $5 billion to be a part of the, the leadership. That's not many people in the world. But they get the top of the top. They get the Bill Gates, the Mark Zuckerbergs, uh, the people in charge of Facebook. They had uh, people in charge of Twitter. They get different uh, politicians, leaders of countries, or so forth. And then they meet together and they make decisions about things and decide on things, which is very, very interesting. Um, and then they even refer to themselves as the elites. And they refer to other people in different ways. 
Um, the leader and the founder of the World Economic Forum is Klaus Schwab. Very interesting beliefs. I encourage you to look him up. But guess who one of his lead advisors is? The guy that you were just listening to. And actually, he has a little bit more to say. After thousands of years, during which humans were the rulers of the, of the world, authority and power will shift away from humans to computers, and most humans will become economically useless and politically powerless. Already today, we are beginning to see the creation of a new class of humans, the useless class. Just the useless class. What do you think needs to be done with the useless class? Sounds very much like Germany and Hitler talk, isn't it? This is talk that is happening today. This is ideas that are being promoted and pushed honestly in our society. The idea of um, overwhelming population. We need to depopulate. Very interesting. This is evil philosophies that will lead to evil actions. I promise you, we have seen it throughout history. So don't be deceived. Don't just sit aside and think, well, everything's going to be fine. Everything will work out. No, evil does happen. It's happened in the past. It has currently happened. And you see, we're setting the stage. There's going to be um, evil on an enormous scale, probably in the very near future. Not telling you that to be scared, but I want you to understand that one day all of that evil will be taken care of. This is why you have to have a wrathful God, a vengeance God. God's vengeance will satisfy ultimate justice. I'll read a passage from you from Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11. And when the Lamb opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony they had upheld. And they cried out in a loud voice, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you avenge our blood and judge those who dwell upon the earth? Justice needs to be done. It's not our job to administer justice. But one day God will. But in verse 11, then each of them was given a white robe and told to rest a little while longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers, were killed just as they had been killed. I give you truth because it's from God's word. God never tells us that the elites of the world are going to figure it out and we're going to live in a utopian society and everything will be perfect. Now the useless people will be dead and life will be good for those that remain. The Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us that for believers in Jesus Christ, it's not going to end pretty. And that's okay. Because our hope should not be in this world. But our hope needs to be in the next world. And you need to understand about the vengeance of God because you need to not get angry or bitter about the evil that you see. I do believe, and we might talk about this a little next week, God does want you to play a part. He doesn't want you to sit idly by. 
But he doesn't want you to get bitter. You don't have to get bitter. You're okay. You're going to be great. It ends good for believers. Maybe not in this world, but when, it's when everything's finally said and done, we end up good. And you need to take some comfort and peace in that. And when hard times do come, don't need to spaz out or panic or, or get depressed or things like that. Just rest in the assurance that God has got it all under control. It's part of His plan. That's why He tells us this in the first place. And all the evil that you see around, it will one day in God's timing be judged. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? And when it's all been said and All my treasures will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy That you look beyond our weakness And find purest gold in my clay Making sinners into sin and I will always sing your praise Here on earth and ever For you've shown me heaven's my true home When it's all been said and done You're my life when life is When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? Lord, I live my life Shane Perez hopes this lesson encourages you and equips you to minister to others with your walk as a Christian. We would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at StandFirmMinistries at Yahoo.com.